Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Outspoken with Pastor Buster Smith. I hope everybody is having a great week so far. Um, I am uh, officially moved, so I should be able to get back now to every day of uh, podcasting, Monday through Friday. Uh, usually they'll be uploaded around 6pm uh, in the evening, so uh, be sure you subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening, whether that be on Rumble, Spotify, or Apple, and uh, that way you know whenever the new episode drops. But if you listen to any of these episodes in the past, you'll see where I talk a lot about politics. You know, I'm very passionate about political endeavors and uh, a very... Uh, passionate about exposing the corruption that we're seeing in this nation. But, you know, because of me being political, I've got a pretty good following on social media because of that. And, you know, God's been speaking to me for the past couple of days about uh, not giving up politics. I'm still going to talk about it, but I think the main reason I've got the following that I do, I think God set me up with a following and I used politics to do it. And now that I've got a following, I think God is leading me more towards exposing the corruption in the church and exposing what these churches are doing, and not only in my area, but in your area and abroad. On Saturday, uh, we preached here at Shepherd's Cove a message called, Where Did the Power Go? And in this uh, sermon, I talked about the gifts of the Spirit, which can, uh, which can be found in 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 12. And I preached on this and, and, and talked about the power of God <clears throat> that you used to see move across this nation. You used to be able to go into a church house and see people walk into the church that was sick, that was down. You know, not only just sick in body, but sick in mind as well. You know, uh, demon possession, which I, I talk about a lot. But not only demon possession, uh, uh, depression, anxiety, all of these things you saw people walk into a house of God looking for help, and they walked into the right place. Because of them walking in there, there was men of God that was that was equipped with the gifts and was able to lay hands upon them and was able to uh, perform miracles through Jesus' name, you know, heal them and lift them up and, and stuff like that. And, you know, I talked about Saturday how I've been to a lot of churches. I've been to a lot of churches in this area, and... Um, the church where I just came from, um, we had a bad falling out. But the one good thing that I can say about them is they're equipped with the gifts. And, you know, the pastor that's there, um, me and him had a big falling out. And uh, we, we we don't speak at all. But if he listens to this, I'm, I'm going to give him his due. One good thing about this pastor that I, I, that I will always say is that the gifts of the Spirit is in that church because of him. He he brought it in. He didn't care what was being said about him. He was going to preach on the gifts of the Spirit because he knew the importance of the gifts. Um, when we had a falling out and uh, I started my own church here at Shepherd's Cove, it was very important that I preach to all of you the importance of the gifts. And it was at my time at that other church that I found out the importance of the gifts. And that's when I was baptized in the Holy Ghost and uh, started operating in the gifts. Have I made mistakes? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, the gifts of the Spirit is, it, it is, it ha the church has to be operating in the gifts to reach its full potential and do what God is needing the churches to do. And, uh, you know, the one Bible verse, I didn't read this one on Saturday when I preached, but 2 Timothy 
uh, chapter 3, verse 5 says, Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away. Uh, that's what we're facing right now in this country, folks. We, we've got churches right now that they want to gather on Sundays. They want to gather on Wednesdays. And you know what? Sometimes they want to have a prayer meeting on Friday or whatever. They, they have all of these church services, but they still can't find the power. The, the power ain't there. They can lay hands on people and they're still not healed. They can they can do whatever. They can pray all of these prayers, but it's an empty prayer. And they're all walking around trying to figure out why the prayers are not um, being answered. And so when I preach Saturday, I, I talked about this and because I think it's important that everybody understands why we're in this mess. You know, you you have to you have to figure out the problem before you can find the solution. But I, you know, God gave me the uh, sermon, Where Did the Power Go? And I, I talked about cessationalist theology. And this this theology, and I, I printed out the form. If you want to find um, if you want to find this sermon, you can go to my Wumble account. Uh, just click on the uh, Linkfly website in the description, and, you'll, and it'll, it'll lead you to it. But I talked about this... Um, I talked about this cessationalist theology, and once again, folks, we find ourselves back in a place where we are preaching on things and talking about things that's not even in the Bible. I mean, you, you we can go on and on about the stuff that you're hearing in your local church right now. None of it's biblical. Uh, cessationalist theology is one of them. The rapture is one of them. Uh, Eve eating an apple out of the Garden of Eden, that's another one. Uh, that didn't happen. Um, all of these things that is just man-made garbage, and and that's that that's what they want you to believe is all of these things, and it like I said, it's all nothing but garbage. People can't get tattoos. Well, you need to look up why that verse says that. Oh well, you can't drink one beer. It's a, it's a, it'll send you to hell. That's not in the Bible either. I mean, all of these things. It's like man tries to get the Bible and make themselves more powerful by using it to beat down other Christians. That ain't the point of the of, of God's Word. You have to rightly divide God's Word, and only a few are equipped to do that. You have to start when you get... when This is this is just my opinion. I, you know, that's why I'm glad I've got a podcast. I don't get on here and preach. I just get on here and talk and give you all an opportunity to uh, write notes down. But one thing that... I think you need to do when you get saved is read the book of uh the book of Corinthians first and second but especially when it gets to the part of equipping yourselves with the gifts of the spirit because it when you're equipped with the gifts you are able to fight off the enemy if you ain't equipped with the gifts he'll eat you up I mean he'll eat you up he'll eat you alive God gave you these gifts he he wants to set you up with these gifts because he knows that the enemy's coming, and the only way to defeat the enemy is by using these gifts. These gifts is it's very important. And you know, I told a story about you know I, I was going through Twitter and I found a um, I found a church here in the local area, and I wanted to know what they was about. So I got on I got on the website and it had a about tab, and so I clicked on it and. Uh, it said, here's what we believe in. We believe in this. We believe in this. We don't believe in this. And so about, I think the fourth or fifth one down, I looked and it said, we do not believe that gifts of the Spirit, such as speaking in tongues, exists. Uh, we believe that um, those di- those went away after the last apostle died. So 
if you look in the, just look in the scripture, folks, just look in the scripture. If you look throughout the Bible, you'll see that that, that's not written in there. It never says anywhere in the New Testament, in the Old Testament, anywhere, that the gifts of the Spirit have ceased. It, it, it actually says in the book of uh, Corinthians that the gifts of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all, which means he gives you these, these gifts to every man to fight off the enemy. That is the whole purpose of these gifts. And what's sad to me is how we have a lot of churches today that don't want that power. They don't want the power because, let me tell you why they don't want it, folks. The reason they don't want the power is because they don't want the responsibility that goes with the power. And not only that, you know, they're, they're fulfilling, and they don't even know it, they're fulfilling 2 Timothy 3, 5, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. They want to believe in God. They, you know, it makes them look good. They can say, "Oh, I believed. I've believed in God since I was five years old." And they, they could be seventy-five, but have no power whatsoever. You've been safe over seventy years, but you ain't. You ain't got no power. That's sad. That's sad to me, folks. And the reason why why people don't have uh, the power is for two reasons. Number one, they don't open up the Word. They don't study it. They don't rightly divide it. And number two, they'll follow in traditions of man. Traditions of man is the one thing that has corrupted the modern day church more than anything else. It's the reason I started my own church. It's the reason why me and dad preach out of uh, of our church here. And folks, I tell you what's sad, and and everybody knows this. This is this is my mom and dad's house. We we turned this into a church. We turned it into a sanctuary. The reason we did that is because the churches that's surrounding us is not preaching the full gospel. They're not preaching the truth. And I think it's a pretty sad day in America when you have to turn your house into a church just so you can preach the truth, just so you can tell people what's going on. Because the churches that surround you don't have the courage to do it. We found our, we find ourselves in that position right now in America where people... They don't want to preach on that. They just want to preach on love and acceptance. Folks, love and acceptance is important. Yes, we, we must accept the sinner. Not the sin, but the sinner. And we need to love everybody. And that, that's what Christ commanded us to do. But Christ also commanded us in Ephesians 5.11 to expose the evil works of darkness. And sadly, those evil works of darkness is happening in our churches right now. Well, how is that happening? Well... False doctrine is an evil work. It's an evil work of darkness because it leads the Christian in the wrong direction. Satan has a grip on the church right now, has a grip on the church like you've never seen before. He's got his plants inside of these churches that call themselves men of God, but they're leading their people astray by telling them, you know, well, we're going to fly away one day, even though the book of Ezekiel says, uh, I am against you, uh, you preachers that teach my children to fly. Uh, you know, and, and it's just, they don't read the Word of God. They don't rightly divide it. So I'm going to read this article here. I, this is the same article that I read on Saturday when I was preaching. But um, I, I looked up on my laptop, why do people believe that the gifts of the Spirit have ceased? And so this is what it pulled up here, and it's by Jake Kell Ministries. And it says, there's a theology that states that uh, God has withdrawn these supernatural gifts. This teaching known as cessationalist theology says that since the original apostles died off, the, the gifts of the Spirit are no longer given to the church. Some would say that the gifts ceased after the completion of Scripture. 
Gifts of the Spirit, such as tongues, healing, miracles, and prophecy, are said to no longer be given. So, there's a reason why people's walking around sick all the time. They're not getting their healing. They can't help anybody else get healed. Um, all of these things. And there are whole denominations, prominent seminaries, and many churches that teach that the gifts of the Spirit have ceased. Is this biblical? Where does this theology come from? And they do a whole article on this. And it says, cessationalist theology does not come from the Bible. Okay, whoa, stop after that. If it's not in the Bible, then t please, somebody, comment on these videos that I'm going to post on social media. When I, get done po when I get done recording this podcast, I'm going to post it. Comment on this and tell me why are we preaching theologies that does not come from the Bible? Why do we have denominations that preach on things that's not even in the Word of God? Why? Because men are suffering from four things right here. And, and this is what uh, they they have found. Number one is lack of experience. Some accuse those who believe in the gifts of basing their theology on experience rather than the Bible. I would have to say that this, is, that this applies more to those who do not believe in the gifts. It seems that many who have not seen or experienced the gifts of the Spirit have created a theology to explain them away. So you've got Christians that's been going to church for over 30 years. They have no power whatsoever. They see somebody like me who's 25 years old that's been preaching for three and a half years. They've been going to church for 30. They, they, might, have been, they might even be preaching for 30. And they see that I've got more power uh, through God's Word than they do. And I'm not bragging. I, I'm just saying when you're equipped with the gifts, you have the power through God's Word, through Jesus' name, to do all of this, to be able to lay hands on the sick and be able to do all of this. They see that going on and they're like, okay, well, I have to come up with a reason as to why I'm not able to do that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to come up with a whole theology that backs up my claim. Even though none of it's biblical, even though none of it's in the Bible, I want to come up with this whole theology just to prove that he's a joke and that I'm in the right and, uh, because I'm not able to do it myself. Uh, number two, and all of us have seen this, bad experience with the gifts. Others have witnessed abuse of the gifts of the Spirit or seen counterfeits. And this has caused them to turn away from the gifts altogether. This reaction to error has led them into another error. Yes, abuse, misuse, and counterfeits exist. But this does not negate the true gifts of the Spirit. The presence of a counterfeit could only mean that there is also the true. So what that means is, if there's counterfeits, see, here's what Satan always does. Satan always takes what God does. I mean, look at Pride Month, for example. God gave Noah the rainbow as a covenant that he would never flood the earth again. That was a covenant between him and Noah that God would never flood the earth again. This LGBTQ crowd has took the rainbow that God gave Noah and turned it into a, a complete abomination. It's a counterfeit. That's what Satan does. Satan always comes up with a counterfeit because he ain't smart enough and he ain't uh, he ain't strong enough to come up with something himself. So he has to take what God has made and try to corrupt it and try to counterfeit it. He's done this for generations, folks, and it ain't gonna stop. It ain't it ain't stopping anytime soon. So what he's done is. He's he's corrupted these preachers, and you see a lot of them on TV, and they'll be you know speaking a bunch of gibberish, you know, the law, law, you know, and all of this, 
And then they'll look into the camera and say, you see that? I've been speaking in tongues. And then, uh, you know, there'll be people that come up in a wheelchair that these, pe- that these preachers have paid off to act like they're sick. And they'll lay hands on them and they'll jump up out of that wheelchair. I'm healed. I'm healed. You know, and all of this stuff. And it's all put on. It's all production. It's all fake. And so a lot of these people see all of this and they're like, I don't want any part of that. So what do they do? They just say, well, if they're faking it, then that must mean it's fake. And so I'm going to say that it doesn't exist anymore. They don't understand that if there's counterfeits, that means that there's gifts of the Spirit that are true. And Satan's trying to reproduce it and try to corrupt it, just like he's done with everything in the Bible. God set up the institution of marriage between one man and one woman. Look what, look what Satan's done to that. He's corrupted it and said, you can do whatever you want to do. Two men, fine. Two women, fine. Uh, you know, you, you, can, you can change your gender whenever you want to. It don't matter. It ain't up to God. He's always done this. And if people would study the Bible, they would see that for many, 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 many generations, Satan has always corrupted and counterfeited what God has done. It's not anything different. Satan ain't doing anything different now than what he did back when Jesus was was even walking the earth. There's nothing different. Let's go ahead and continue. Misunderstanding of the gifts. Some have a misunderstanding of how the gifts work or what their purpose is. For example, I have heard some people sarcastically say, if people are prophesying, we better record their prophecies and add them to the Bible. Um, they believe that the only prophecies are in the Bible, that nobody's able to do a, a prophecy, that God doesn't speak through people anymore. Um, that's a lie. That's, that's false. Uh, and I, I'm going to prove it to you using God's Word. Acts 2.17 right here, which is my favorite verse in the Bible. And actually, if, if I want to be honest with myself, I would probably say the book of Acts is probably my favorite book in the whole Bible because it really puts on full display the power of God and just what God can do when you rely on His name. And so Acts 2.17 says this, And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my Spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. That's what that's what prophecy is. God giving somebody a vision and saying, this is what's coming, and that that person that God's gave that vision to telling everybody, hey guys, this is coming. Be on the lookout. That's prophecy. That's prophetic. That's how this works. But people don't want to believe in that. And, you know, Acts 2.17 is, uh, is out of the New Testament. If you look in the book of Joel, it says in Joel, the same verse, it shall come to pass. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. It's the same thing. And what what's happening right now, and this is what Peter preached to the crowd after they were filled with the Holy Spirit. They were filled with the Holy Spirit in that upper room. They started speaking in different tongues and, and all of this. And people was wondering, what what is what what is going on? So it starts at verse 16. Peter preached to the crowd. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. It shall come to pass in the last days, saith God. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. 
That's what Peter was preaching, everybody. Folks, that same power that fell upon those men in that upper room has not ceased. It is still in operation today. The fact that the reason you ain't seeing it is because these churches don't believe in it. They don't want the power because, let me tell you, I'll tell you why something, a lot of these pastors, and this is going to get controversial, but this is why this podcast is called Outspoken, because I'm very outspoken. The reason these pastors, if you want to call them that, doesn't want to equip their congregation with the gifts is because they don't want their congregation to have more power than they do. That's the issue here, folks. You've got pastors that's full of pride, and they don't want their congregation to have the same power they do. So they just tell their congregation, hey, it, you know, and a lot of times the pastors are weak themselves. The pastors couldn't fight their way out of a paper bag. And so since they're weak, they want to make the congregation weak as well. See how Satan's just corrupted everything? This is the issue. This is why I've started my own church. Because every church I've went to, I've seen this exact same thing. Pastors who hold the position of pastor, but they don't do the job of the pastor. They don't have the courage to go visit the people in the hospital. They don't have the courage to go see people in the nursing home. And you know what? They don't even have the courage to preach the true word of God and tell their people, hey, everything you've been hearing all these years is a lie. Fear of deception. Because the Bible warns about false prophets and deception, some have concluded that they would rather shy away from anything that is supernatural in order to protect themselves from, be, from being deceived. Okay, if you're one of those people, let me implore you with something. The whole purpose of the Holy Spirit is to guide you, is to lead you, and to teach you. If there's somebody that's a false prophet, that is not doing what they're supposed to do. If you're equipped with the gifts of the Spirit, one of the gifts is the discernment of other spirits. You should be able, if you're truly saved and you've truly gotten the gifts of the Spirit, you should be able to discern the spirits. If you're not able to discern the spirits, you ain't got the gifts. You need to do a serious checkup. If there's somebody that's faking it, I can tell you by listening to a recording of somebody whether or not, if they're speaking in tongues, I can tell you by listening to them if it's real or if it's fake. Because I'm able to discern. I've been, I, it's, I'm not bragging. A lot of people, oh, you're bragging on No, I'm not. I'm just telling you I've been baptized with the gifts of the Spirit. And I can, I, I can, I can see phonies a mile away. I can tell you this. When I hear people uh, speaking in tongues and it's genuine, I get goosebumps all over me. But when I when I hear people speaking in tongues and it's not genuine, it feels like my heart's going to fall out of my chest. It it just it is a it's a feeling that I I can't explain. That's the spirit working through me, saying that's fake what you're listening to, and I'm able to discern it because of that. That's that's the whole message here, folks. Is that's the reason I preached on this Saturday is because a lot of you are stuck in dead churches. And I'm not telling you to leave your church and come join Shepherd's Cove. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. I said it when we established this church. I don't care if it's just me and my dad that sit up here at this church every week and preach. I don't care. That can be the way, if that's the way God wants it, that's the way that it's going to be. But as we sit right now, we've got eight members in the church. We're growing. I I get messages, you know, I'm getting messages saying I want to join. And I think the reason why people is 
gravitated towards Shepherd's Cove is because we preach unapologetically. We don't apologize for what we preach. We don't back down from what we preach. A lot of, and, and, and Pastor Jack's the same way, everything we do here, every sermon we preach, there's a lot of uh, studying that goes into it. We don't just get up and preach and there not be no facts behind it. We literally preach the gospel and we don't we don't shy away from it when we get um you know when people say well why are you preaching on this you know we say well here's why here's the bible but at the bottom of this article there's a lot of people that um um commented on this article and, and they was talking about um you know people you know denying these gifts and stuff and somebody named Samuel Thomas this is the same thing that happened to me almost. And so his story really resonated with me. But Samuel put on here, The gifts of the Holy Spirit were never ceased. These gifts are still in operation in the lives of the believers. The Bible never says anywhere that these gifts were ceased. Without these gifts, the church is lifeless and dead. I want you to ask yourself while you're listening to this podcast, Is your church lifeless and dead? There's a reason for that, folks. Let's go ahead and continue. In a recent conference on strange fire, many well-known Bible scholars denied the power of the Holy Spirit. So I want you to I want you to think about this. Bible scholars. These folks went to college. They went to these these expensive colleges where this is what I say, folks. You don't go to college to learn. You go to college to get indoctrinated, whether that be against God or uh, whatever. They'll indoctrinate you. They'll try to tell you that God doesn't exist. They'll tell you that the Holy Spirit doesn't exist. They'll tell you that gay people were born the way that they are. They'll do all of this. They, they, will, they will indoctrinate you on every hand. Abortion is okay. All of this stuff, they will do this. That's why I call them indoctrination camps. I don't call them colleges. They're indoctrination camps. Even these so-called Bible colleges, if they were doing what they were supposed to do, they would be preaching on the gifts of the Spirit and equipping their students with the gifts of the Spirit. But they're not. They're pulling them into these colleges and telling these people, God loves and accepts everyone and that's what you need to do. It's ridiculousness. God doesn't accept anything but a contrite heart. That's in the book of Psalms. It is a very sad commentary. Once I belonged to a church where they did not believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They taught that after the apostolic times, they were ceased. As I studied the Bible, I was convinced otherwise. The more I read the Bible on this subject, the more I became convinced, and I asked God to baptize me with the Holy Spirit. Praise God, one day as I was waiting on God and praying in my mother tongue. Mother tongue is what the language you was born with. Like me, I speak English. I'm sure you do too. That's your mother tongue, okay? Uh, Praise God, one day as I was uh, waiting on God and praying in my mother tongue, suddenly a power came over me and I began speaking in tongues. It was a very blessed experience and it continued even today. No, God has not taken the gifts. It is available for anyone who asks for it. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off. That is Acts 2.39. Okay. People say that these gifts were ceased after the prophets died off. But that directly goes against what the Word of God says in the book of Acts chapter 2 verse 39. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off. This is the same promise. 
This promise was given to you. The promise was given to your kids. The promise was given to your grandkids, your great-grandkids, and so on and so forth. It wasn't just given to the prophets. It wasn't just given to the uh, uh, to Luke, Paul, Matthew, whatever. It wasn't given to just them. It was given to all of us. And you can find that in the book of Acts. I mean, in the book of Corinthians. People just don't want to have the power because they don't want the responsibility that goes along with it. I want you to understand, folks, that we've got churches today that are powerless, they're dead, they're lifeless. Churches used to be, like I said in the beginning of this show, a church used to be a place where Christians could walk in, have hands laid on them, and see a power move in that church that they could not believe. And what happened when, when when there was lost people that saw that, and they was in the crowd, and they saw the miracle power of God happen right before their eyes, the Holy Spirit was able to work on their hearts, and then they were able to go up and get saved because of what they just witnessed. It's a, it's a, it's a, um, it's a, like a, it's a domino effect. That's what, that's how God works. That's how God wants to work. But the flesh is getting in the way every single time. We're preaching on stuff that's not biblical. We're preaching on theologies that's not even mentioned. And then we want to sit back and wonder why you don't see the power of God moving like you did. It's all about, folks, you got to get away from the traditions of men. I posted on Twitter, uh, I think it was yesterday, I said, you know, I started my own church, Shepherd's Cove Church. But you never know what the future is going to hold. I, you know, I might get a call from a church to go pastor them, and, and God might tell me to do that. I don't know. It's all up to what God wants. I'm very happy here. I plan on staying here. Because, uh, you know, I, I started this thing. But one thing you'll never see me do, and you have my promise, you'll never see me preach or pastor in a denominated church. I don't believe in denominations. It separates people. And we're supposed to be one body in Christ, not 45,000 bodies in Christ. Folks, I love each and every one of y'all. I will see you tomorrow on the next episode of Outspoken. God bless you and your family.